1: Are you serious?
0: So, this is How To Kill An Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. There's plenty of ways to kill time out there. Right now, you're about to kill some time with us. Before we crack on with today's show, I want to let you know about our wonderful website. It's howtokillanhour.com. Go to it. See stuff that we kill time with. Here are the podcasts. Check out all of our giveaways. That's howtokillanhour.com. On today's show, I'm joined by somebody who... who I've just... Let me just say I'm enjoying their journey through entertainment right now. Please introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: What's going on? Uh it's style Styler, stand-up comedian, uh presenter, and friend to Marcus Bronzy as well. So yeah, let's say that.
0: Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I
1: like that. I like that
0: upgrade now from Associate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been upgraded. You since since you've been keeping fit and I can be seen with you now. <laughs> I play that. I can't say that. We, we, I'm gonna keep bannering you about this because we both are on this whole fitness journey. But yeah,
0: I like um, it. We're we're both ex fatties.
1: Yeah, I oh like it. it's true. It speak for yourself. But yeah, yeah oh it's true. Man, <laughs> nah, nah, I was ex fatty as well. I, yeah. I was. Yeah, but yeah, Ori yeah. yeah, Styler and I'm and I'm on this uh, it's uh, this episode. That's the that's the word I'm gonna say this week or this series. But that's silly. This episode mm. of How to Kill an Hour. What's good, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. And I'm gonna leave it up to you. What should we talk about first? Should we talk about the comedy, and Should we talk anything. About? I don't mind. You can start from the. You can. Uh, that sounds wrong. You can start from the back. You <laughs> can. <laughs> <laughs> you can start from any any angle. Still doesn't sound right. You can start from wh- whichever bit of content. you I can start hit on. you Go from on.
0: any angle that I want. Bruh, to pause for that. Fire.
1: Fire. I appreciate, fire, I appreciate that. You
0: not even bought me a drink. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the comedy, man, because that's that's a wonderful part of cool. you as a person and what I feel like how what was your journey into comedy like i've never ever asked you about like, what made you really want to do stand up
1: it's it's kind of a, a bittersweet story it starts from um when you're younger and you in school there's, there's either one or two things to be popular you need to be is attractive or funny and i weren't the first one when i was a kid so i kind of learned the knack of trying to be funny to to make friends to be cool to be in with the crowd and um yeah, that's that. I, I developed that from when I was in primary school, just kind of ribbing people and busting joke and so on, and and then also around my family. Uh, I would I don't want to say typical Caribbean family, but kind of kind of typical. I was like the outside child, so for me, I wouldn't really see my family as much as um as I'd like to because of minimal pol- politics, which are totally gone now. But at that point, I always felt like an outsider when I would see family maybe once a year on one side of the family. And when that happened, um, I I felt like I had to make an impression. I felt like because I was an outsider, I kind of wanted to make a point and say, you know what? You are going to remember me. Wasn't always positive. It came from a bad angle when I was younger. But then when I grew up, I started to see that the fact I always tried to be funny and always tried to be recognized and known. um, It kind of always spun into comedy, into into humor. Got to 22 when I'd actually taken the jump to be a comedian, I always wanted to be from teen, from when I was a teenager. But I kind of bit the bullet and said, "Let's try this." Twenty-two years old, I went on stage at um, uh, not far from not far from where we are right now. It was a an event called um, the Green Light. First time I went on stage, it was great. Uh, I wasn't. I, I had a few jokes, but it, I was. I was really, really fresh, really, really raw. But I did well enough for me to say whoa all right let's try this again and I got someone who came up from that show and said I got one tomorrow do you want to try and do some comedy tomorrow I said yeah and I just never looked back since and that was it that was the beginning of the journey
0: do you remember your first stand-up routine oh hell
1: no I can't remember Mm, nah I, I can I can picture kind of little bits of what I may have spoken about which to be fair there are elements of it that I, I still reference now on my social media, which is um, is is things things you'll see in music, mm. and I remember that there was one joke I think I did. It was about ah um, oh, oh, it was it was some kind of joke which had a, which had a dance. I think it was funky house dancing at the time, but I I can't remember specifically what I said. I just can picture myself doing something around that if that makes sense yeah but i don't remember the whole routine there's no way i'd remember that by now that's <laughs> that's eight eight and a half years ago man So eight and a half years yeah it's comedy. a long time it's a long time so, well, it's not actually that long to be fair but it feels it's long it's long but when you're a comedian it's it's not a long time it's actually you're still quite young so I, i'm still learning a lot about comedy and myself because you grow and you have more to talk about as well so it is a long time but it isn't at the same time
0: so the more that you've experienced in life as a person, the yeah. more you can bring to the table comedy wise.
1: 100%. Like I, I haven't got any children, but when I do have kids, that's a whole new two, three hours worth of material on, let's say the, the pregnancy stage with the missus or the, um, the, the baby stage or when they're young, uh, when they're young kids or when they're teenagers, when they're adults, that's a whole different, that's a, that's a whole different understanding that I have now. But when I go through that, there's humour in that as well. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I
0: get it. So like the observational side of things where yeah. you take things that happen from real life and, and you make them into, into really, really funny things for the audience. Yes. The more you experience in life, the more that you can bring to the table. And, that that's,
1: and that's what's, I mean, it's not everyone's form of humour, but to be fair, I think probably the best form of humour is where people can relate to the joke. If you can say... I mean, everyone, everyone's been to been at a job they don't like and maybe had a person they've worked with that they're, they're not happy to work with. It could be a boss, it could be a colleague. And if you can bring somebody to that point where they can go, yes, I know what that feels like and then make it funny, it adds that extra oomph to the joke because it's not just that was funny, it's yeah, that was funny and I feel that as well. And that's, that's where I feel with growing up as a comedian and, and going through life, the more experiences that you get, the more that other people can relate to from all different walks of life, because there are so many things that do bring us together, and yeah, that's where. Yeah.
0: So, is your mental notepad always open then, whenever you're in an environment where there's <laughs> a different social setting?
1: Um, not even just a different social setting; it could be my own okay. as well. So, it could be amongst me and my friends, or it could be an environment where it's completely different. There's always humor somewhere, and it's. I would say my, I think with any comedian that's always looking for the funny things. They don't necessarily try to be funny at the time. Their eyes will always be open to what is humorous so they can kind of make a mental note, like you say, and then expand on it and try out on stage. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's a bit tiring, but my mind's always like, right now I'll be sitting in this booth and in my head I'm thinking, what's funny about being in here? And you put it down on paper, you try to talk about it and it's tiring. It's tiring. Because sometimes you want to switch off, but it's just the job we've chosen. I guess that's how my mind works with it. I hear that.
0: And there are some people I know that are like funny in life day to day. Yeah. But I don't think they'd be funny on stage. Uh, People get (laughs) really confused, (laughs)
1: don't they? Big time. It's a different, uh, it's a totally different dynamic. What always happens with me is I'll bump into people and they'll say, yeah, I should have been a comedian. My friends told me I'm funny. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't (laughs) be a comedian. Because it's, it's, it's different. You guys, There's a big difference between you and your friends when your friends already like you. And they haven't paid money to be around you. And they're not expecting you to be funny. And then you be funny. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was great. And it's normally an inside joke between you lot. Take that person and put them on stage. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to be funny. Because people are like, when, when they're sitting there and they're looking at you like, cool, make me laugh. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game. Plus, the mechanics of humour on stage is different. I mean, you're on the microphone, people have to be able to hear you clearly, they have to understand you, and they may not be from your circle of friends, so they're not going to pick up on some of the little innuendos or slang terms that you might use. You have to be understandable and relatable to the audience. And where people go, my friends tell me I'm funny, not always is that going to transfer onto stage.
0: Yeah, because I think I'm hilarious in real life,
1: (laughs) but... it's, stage, it's different on stage Stage death I just <laughs> feel like I
0: would, I would die Like it's like Like you just said You're going in front of an audience Of yeah. people that are looking up at you mm. And you're saying Hi I'm going to make you laugh
1: And there's a certain arrogance to that Which some yeah. people are defensive of So When you say to someone When you Even when you don't say it When you go on stage And make a statement of I'm a comedian You are telling them I'm up here And I'm about to make you laugh and there are people that will be defensive like, yeah, well, show me then, is it? Show mm. me. Mm. And it's, they're not going to literally just leave the open goal for you to score. They're going to say, yeah, I'm going to defend. But you make me laugh, then I find you funny. It's a very critical job that people will purposely make difficult for you just because if you can make them laugh after they've said, I'm not somebody who finds you funny, then you must be funny to them as an individual. Yeah. So it's, it's very different from offstage and onstage.
0: Give us a trick that you use to work around that. I know you've got loads in the in the, in the armory. <laughs> um, um,
1: do I need... This is not an arrogant thing to say. Do I need to use tricks now? Not really. Okay. Because I understand the game. Right. Whereas I was still learning the game, there were some tricks that you'd have to use. Like, for example, and a lot of comics still do this till today. Even there are some aspects of where I do, and it's either it can be seen as a trick, or it can be seen as... Um, just another form of humor and it would be me playing a song that might be relative to something that I might say. So I could come on stage with a song. That's like a big tune that everyone's like, yeah, I like that. And then you make a little joke about it. So I don't know. Uh, what's a big song now? Kiki. kiki, kiki, love me. kiki yeah, exactly. Love me. So okay. if I walked on stage with Kiki, I did the dance. Some people be like, hey, yeah, because they like the song. They've seen the videos and, at that moment in time, it brings them to a point where they go, I like this guy. Or I like the energy. You actually haven't told a joke yet. You've let the song tell it for you. I'm not putting it down. Don't get me wrong, because I've done this before many times. And to this day, I still will. I will try to add context to it. But at that point, the jo- the, the song has done about 20-30% of the work for that laugh. And that's a trick. See, it's, do you see what I'm saying? Like, You've mean, given me about ten seconds of stage life now. I reckon I've got a set. Wow! Second you're gonna set. try it. I've got a 10-second set, what? and then I'll do that. <laughs>
0: Kiki, do you love me? Thank you very much. As soon, soon you do, leave the stage, you, as soon you do that, round of applause.
1: Right now, as soon as you do that, you will get laughs. Okay. Like I mean, I mean, my videos on social media, I do talk about music a lot um, on my social media because it's quick, it's relative, and people love music. And if I can, like when I did, when I did um when I did the uh. The, the, the Sniper Pose video, the, the Garage one, it's 2014. I talked about dancing to Garage music with with a Garage song playing behind me and then me going through the, the, the moments and stuff. Music, uh, listen, I will never turn around and say that was all me. That was about 80% me. 20% of that was definitely people going, that's my tune. And as soon as you got them going, that's my tune, they're already on the road. you got to kind of hit it home with some more jokes. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: credit to yourself that you did find that link that thing that so many people could relate to that thank was, you it was right there but you took it and you you made it into something do you but, know what I mean but that and was that, observation yeah that was, there you go it was, it was, it was just go. describing
1: yeah. what people what people yeah. do and kind of putting it into the scenario and just making sure you deliver it in a way that people go that was funny
0: yeah I mean to our US listeners we'll, we'll put the clip in the show description so you can see, see it for yourself yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's like there's not one person that listened to UK garage that could not and still to this day there's no one that will see that and not relate to everything that you were saying in that. So I appreciate, you know, that, that was, that's a great example of you, of your observational comedy, but you mentioned your social media stuff, you know, we like a bit of tech on the show. Yeah. And before we press record, we were just talking about your process. Cause I was like saying, I really like your videos, the way that you edit music together Uh and yourself and other effects and stuff. So what's your process when you're making social media videos?
1: Um, I initially wasn't the person that kind of did social media videos. I was, I'm, of, of the, of the entertainers that you see comedians or musicians, etc. Some people thrive with stage. Some people thrive with digital and online content. And I'm more the stage person, but I'm, I'm aware that I do have a following. So I have to provide for them. I'd never really got into the social media video thing. I, I would rant, do some funny stuff, but it wasn't kind of creating content for social media. Um, not for not for a long time and it's quite far apart that i do so the process that i have is kind of at the time if it feels like this could work and it's quite funny let's let's have a think of it through try it out do i find it funny and then see if other people around me would find it funny if it is try it out um look at it when you do it and when you when you try something that literally just recording yourself kind of playing with an idea if it looks like it could work cool then we go to town we we film it just on my phone Mm -hmm. like because normally it's just me in the video just on my phone send the video to my macbook cut it up edit it that way some people do it on their phone i prefer to because i'm more hands-on with my with with the stuff that i do and because i edit a lot as well i send it to my macbook i cut it up on there um put some sound effects music onto it and then yeah if I need to do any finishing touches on my mobile phone, I'll send it back to the phone and do that and then put it up for social media. So that's kind of the that's kind of the the production process. But the creative process, my head doesn't normally work with social media videos. It's more doing on stage stuff. So it's it's kinda of hard to say what's my process with it, because it's not as regular as if you were to ask me what's your process when it goes to writing material, going to a show. That I could tell you quick because it's something I do. Three four times a week, where mm. videos I try to. I've, I've recently picked up a lot doing them, but if you look at my span over the past five years, I've not done as much videos as a lot of people that's around me.
0: It's quite interesting though that you mentioned you're in the kind of Mac world when you're creating this content, 100%. using a lot of Apple products. 100%. That a lot of people when they think about MacBook Pros, they think 100%. about I'm going out and I'm. F-
1: Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent, and anyone want to try to tell me nothing about anything <laughs> that's not Mac, fam. At me, will talk in it. Yeah? At me! Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm a Mac guy. <laughs> yeah. And a lot
0: of people, when they think about MacBook Pros, they think about someone going out, filming on their SLR, doing vlogging with big cameras, drones, yeah, pulling yeah. it all down to their MacBook Pro. But it's very interesting that I on my phone. You're an Apple user. You do you record on your phone. Mm. You send to your MacBook. You edit it because of like obviously you said it's quicker. You can be more fine yeah. with your edits, and then you whiz it back to your phone. So how is it being in in that environment, in that uh, ecosystem, the Apple ecosystem? You do I that?
1: I only just converted completely to Apple, um, just before my 30th birthday. So November just gone, and before that I was I've been using Macs since 2011. So I had an iMac first and a MacBook Pro. And I've got another MacBook Pro now. So I've, I've kind of stretched them out nicely, three, four-year usage. But when it came to my portable devices, um, I was always Android with my phones because you could do more with a, with in terms of the applications you could use and what you could source for apps as well with Android. But because I got to a point where um, when it came to connectivity, so... I've got an Apple T, I've got Apple TV as well now. Um, I've had that for about a year. Um, when I was rent, as a place, I was, um, I was renting. Uh, the, the, they had TVs in there, didn't have a smart TV, so I bought Apple TV for it. And I started buying my movies on Apple TV, and, and I also had a MacBook, and I said, "Well, why not I do the phone as well?" And everything can just connect. And uh, yeah, that I never looked back, bro.
0: So, do you think the key with tech nowadays, as a creative person, is whatever brand you go for? you're probably going to benefit from being in the ecosystem from one brand across all your devices. I would
1: say not all of them. I think Apple have that down to a T that is their That's their selling point. You don't buy a product with Apple. You buy into the service. So you like with, with an iPhone. Remember, remember back in the day when phone, your phone was the product, your phone is the Mm. the item. But now Mm. with the iPhone, you don't buy the phone. You buy into being part of uh, the cloud and Apple. And yeah, because as, as, I mean, as soon as that phone's gone, you can call them say, my phone's lost. They'll brick that phone and give you another one and it's exactly the same as the last one you had. All you got to do is just log in. Mm-hmm. So you buy into the, the service. And I think with Apple, they've got that down to a T in terms of um, the, the connectivity and making you want to buy within the same brand. There are sometimes they're, they're a bit of an arsehole with it because uh, like Apple Music, oh, mate, I don't use that. I can't. I'm straight Deezer and Spotify. I can't use Apple Music um it, it's too clunky it's not the whole kind of the cloud of all your music i mean i got apple watch and i swim i can i can connect this to waterproof headphones swim with them and play my apple music from here i won't i, I just can't do it because it's too clunky I, it, that's sometimes where it's bad but nine times out of ten with most products you're buying the product and maybe brand and sticking to brand loyalty but with apple it's not necessarily brand loyalty you buy into apple and you're kind of, I wouldn't want to say you're stuck with them. You are with them because everything that they do, they make it so simple for you to do across the board of all their devices. So it depends on which brand you're talking about when you're saying, are you buying into um, are you buying into the, the product because of its brand loyalty and the name? Were you buying into what it can do? It depends on the it depends.
0: So if you and I wanted to make the product or the brand that killed everybody else when it came to having laptops tablets phones yeah we would create a brand that not only had great products but the interconnectivity was great mm. you bought into the whole ecosystem
1: i think you buy into the whole We have to create a brand you buy into the whole ecosystem but you don't feel like you're purposely locked into it okay do you see what i'm saying it's like a really great relationship there you go yeah rather than a marriage that you need that you need to keep because you got a, you can't afford the, the house rent on your own do you see yeah, what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah that's that's so you the difference don't want a resentful relationship
1: there you go you okay. know you want to you know you're with the missus you want to leave but you you can't afford this mortgage payment on your one so okay. she's there for a reason yeah that's you don't want that relationship you want to buy something where you can go we can connect to everything and do everything else but it just works so much better when we connect within ourselves
0: Nice. That's a very good analogy. Mm. Um, also, comedy wise as well, actually, to go back to that,
1: you've been working with the Big Nasty show, right? So I was on there for, there was six episodes. Um, I think the sixth one, well, when this is, when we're actually talking about this now, the sixth one is going to be filmed tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I did the first three. I was uh, the warm up act. Mm. So basically entertain the crowd, um, keep them warm. And when they go in between shots and move stuff around or go to different parts of the set. If it's like a five, 10 minute changeover, I go one night and I entertain the crowd, keep them up, tell jokes, etc. That's That was my role. You won't see me on the screen, but I am. I was there.
0: What was it like being in that environment though? Because as as a comedian, a great bit of progression is television. Do you think that was a great introduction to sort of seeing how things work? Being there, but not necessarily having to be working at the same time at the same time as they're filming. What was it like for
1: you? Well, luckily, I mean, it's quite a regular gig for me. So Mm -hmm. I've done I've done artist warm up. This must be about three, four years. Wait, 2014 is the first time I did it. So four Mm -hmm. years now. And, um, it's at the beginning. I can only go by my first experience. It was really, really, um, it was, it was really interesting for me. It was a learning curve because what you see on TV, the finished product and how it is created from, um, from a production standpoint, we know that things take a lot longer, but when it came to recording a live show, Um, or a supposedly live show or a talk show um that's where you learn that a lot of stuff that they do is repeated it's rehearsed it's um it's totally different from what you see like if we was watching jonathan ross we'd look at and see the final finished hour however it's probably four hours of recording that you don't see um on television they cut it all down and it looks nice and tidy when you're actually in there doing the live performance and you have to keep the crowd lively and you see that they get drained and it is it's a, it's a massive learning curve. Mm. I've done TV before, but it's been like movies or um, television programs. But when it came to doing a talk show and you're having to see someone still be themselves in character, not, not in character, themselves in terms of energy rather than being a character. But then it's not as fluid as what you see when it's when it's been edited. That as a comedian, especially because I mean, Mo's the co-host. He's a comedian, and he's a good friend. Seeing how he has to now be when he's on that sofa or talking to people on camera, as opposed to what we know is when we're on stage. You got 20, 25 minutes, hit him once and go. It's a, it's, it's a massive learning curve. Mm. Your if TV is kind of, is as, as kind of the next level. Used to be, not anymore. <laughs> All right. but we'll talk about that in a bit. Used to be, but it's not not as much anymore.
0: Okay, cool. in a bit. All right, we'll come back to that. Were you there yeah. when Tandy Newton kicked yeah. off on Tyrone?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was there. <laughs> how how real how real was that? <laughs> um, it was it was it was a genuine comment that she made. However, like I feel like they knew she was going to make it. Okay, it was one that they they she probably said before and said, um, "Can I say that on the screen?" And they go, "Yeah." And then she goes, "Okay." So okay. it wasn't it wasn't like she went on there and said, you know what? Yeah, I'm a mess up this whole shit. <laughs> she didn't do that. It was a thing where they knew what she felt and that she was going to do that. Um, but it was a genuine feeling of listen, Tyrone. Let me just check you yeah. right now. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Uh, just in case the listener hasn't seen it. Can you just frame this up for them so they know what happened on the show? So this, basically this
1: great. in episode one of the big nasty show uh, at the end of the show, what they did is they um, they introduced the acts that are coming into the next week and um, and then when they introduced the acts, they said the names of the acts. And I think what happened was his big nasty said. Um, and we also got next week, Tandy Newton, they looked at Mo and said, who's that? <laughs> then later on, in, a, in an interview on BBC One Extra, I believe, when they said the list of the names of the people going to be there next week, uh, like literally two days after the screening that show, he said again, I didn't know who that was. I mean, her name, Tandy Newton or whatever it is, I don't know who she is. Now, Tandy Newton is a big boy actress, you know. From Beloved. She's done Mission Possible. Uh was it two or three? Two? Two, yeah. Mission Possible Two. Um, Rock and Roller. Uh, she's in Westworld. This is a big yeah. boy actress. And you don't know who she is. <laughs> Yo. Everybody looked and said, Wa Guan for you. Anyway, she caught wind of this and in the next show, what she did is she came onto the station. No, no, came onto the um onto the TV show. And when they introduced her. She went and gave Mo a hug But then she did She said I'm not hugging you Tyrone Tyrone being Big Nasty's real name I'm not hugging you Tyrone and then, <laughs> and then she sat down On the sofa He's like "Why? What's the problem How are you How are you having me on your show How are you having me on your show you don't even know who I am You didn't even look me up Or research I find that disrespectful Which to be fair yeah. It's not arrogant Because <laughs> you asked her To come on yeah. your show But you don't know who she is Nah Nah That's That's, that's not supposed to run Do you see what I'm saying Yeah that was funny that was actually funny to watch. I think that was great to watch. They're they're all cool now though, right? Everything's Oh good. yeah, there was never a problem. It was just yeah. it was more just um it was more just letting people know what it was and then just leaving it at that.
0: Danny's quite pretty as well, isn't she? She What's is she like in real
1: life. She's stunning. She is she's stunning. She's very it's going to sound really weird. She's very um t- she she looks like the woman who dresses up really nice but then knows that when she's dressing up where she's going, she's probably just going to be walking down uh, Brick Lane or Shoreditch High Street. Mm-hmm. That's that's what she looks like. She doesn't dress where she's walking around like some superstar with big sunglasses on. I mean, I remember the week before she was on that show, somebody took a picture with her in Regent's Park, um, someone that I know, on, on, um, and she put it up on her Instagram. She said, oh, me and my kids just bumped into Tandy Newton. And Tandy was just there like a regular woman, just smiling or whatsoever. But she has this elegance of her where you'd expect her to kind of diva it up a bit, total opposite. Mm. total opposite mm. she's just laid back chilled even though she has the elegance of a, of, a, of a woman who could be a diva you would not know in the least awesome man also, I'd
0: like to meet her you know she's nice. I'd like take her for
1: a drink you know Th- she's a married woman too
0: yeah that's just had a drink yeah 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 I <laughs> know what you're drink.
1: thinking bruv. just a drink he's, he's. you lot can't see this but he's tapping his, his leg and <laughs> <laughs> <you know> <laughs> I mean foot stamping the <laughs> thing hobbit, hobbit hobbit yeah yeah hobbit, exactly hobbit, bro hobbit. giggity that's giggity, what you're doing right now <laughs> so you said TV's not necessarily next then right i don't think so i think everyone knows this tv's gone down streaming has gone up bro look how many programs have been on netflix that used to be tv programs i'm a massive star trek fan you can see all the old star treks on netflix now but they didn't put the new one on netflix on on tv discoveries on netflix yeah and the production value of discovery is crazy it is it looks as crisp as any of the the newest star trek movies with chris Mm. pine as kirk Mm. bro they, they put it on netflix and every week we wait for the episode. Yeah. So TV's, I mean, bro, serv- streaming services like Netflix are killing it. Online, yeah. online service. Put it this way, yeah. Remember on TV, when you was younger, you used to watch, I don't know, <sighs> Blind Date with Cilla Black. Mm-hmm. You had to wait until it was on. Sit down around the, the sofa. So sit down on the sofa, around the TV and watch it at that time. Once you missed it, you missed it. There mm-hmm. was no reruns. There was no on demand. You missed it. Now everything's on demand so people can say when they want to watch what they want to watch as opposed to having to wait until the time that it's on. But th- The convenience of that is kill television big time. That's why a lot of TV programs put their stuff on demand so they can also accumulate the ratings and viewership from stuff being on demand. I'm, I mean, bro, where are we now? We're right now recording the podcast. I don't know. Uh, there could be something we wanted to watch on TV now. But we're here. We're working. We know we can go later on. Let me just catch it on on catch up.
0: Let me watch the rest of it on the train on the way to work. Do you see see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. Can we be old men for a little sec? No, no. no, I love on demand stuff. No, no. no, Let's be old men for a second. Just say, if you're under the age of, let's say, 16 right now, yeah. You're 16 or under right now. Oh, they have no, you have idea. no idea how blessed you no are! Idea. How blessed you are for your little $7.99 $8.99 a month. You're watching cinema qualities. Oh, when we bruv. were younger, when we wanted to watch TV of that quality, we had to go to the cinema, yeah, right? Yeah, 100, pay big money for that, right? Big time,
1: bruv, yeah? uh, bruv. I got um on my Apple account, I got um, I ordered Infinity War, right? Yeah. Avengers Infinity War, that's going to be in 4K. <laughs> R- bro, I can if I have a I got an iPhone eight plus. So I ever got it in four K. It's on the HD. But if I had a an iPhone ten, bro, it plays in four K. <laughs> I could be on the go watching Avengers Infinity War on the go in four K, bro. They listen, they, bro. Do you remember when? Right, so remember when the Matrix first came out? I had it on VHS, the first one. Snap. Right? Yes, bro. If I wanted to watch that, I had to wait till I got home yeah. to watch it. Do yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yep.
0: Yeah. And and and. At the end of the film, you have to make sure you rewind the video as well because yeah. you don't want to pick up the video and put it in. And put it in and
1: it was in the Oh, it used to kill me. Yeah. Then, oh, I've got to wait four minutes before it rewinds down Exactly. To the exactly. Bro, I'm telling you, on is the way. It, mm. Big time is the way. Because, so, all right, people are, when it comes to television, people are, advertisers still kill it on, on TV when it comes to good programs like, for example, I say good programs, but it comes to popular programs like Love Island because people want to watch it as and when. But, When it comes to on demand, advertisers get more, they get more for their money because people will watch stuff again and again and you'll get people that will catch it at the time they want to catch it. Advertisers still gain from that as opposed to hoping that people are watching something at one particular time if you're lucky. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? A
0: hundred percent. Because if an ad comes on conventional television and you haven't got the, you can't pause it or fast forward and stuff like some people can't with their free view. Yeah. I'm going to the toilet during the
1: ads. There I'm getting a are. drink
0: during the ads. But if it's something where it's like an unskippable ad of 20 seconds yeah. and it's just on your streaming, you're just going to take the hit on bro, be- oh, They
1: benefit. That's what I'm telling you. Mm. Television, it's not going to die, but everything's going to be so on demand. Give it another 10 years. I guarantee you everything that's on demand is going to be more so um, prominent than, than, than actual streaming television unless it's going to be programs. That you have to watch live A football match for example Or a boxing match Those things I reckon But I do not reckon Will happen You see all right. so we watch Pay per view Quite a lot now When it comes to boxing And so on I reckon To a degree Football matches We still watch live But to a degree I reckon it's gonna 10-15 years They might do them On demand as well So people don't have to get Sky subscriptions That could be a thing so like a
0: closed off stadium <laughs> with no fans. No, no no no, 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 with, okay, no, no, okay, no, no, comics, no, no, cool. no. I'm talking about when you're watching it at home. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. We watch football live, right? But I reckon what's going to happen is rather than sky subscriptions, where you got to pay 70, 80 pounds a month for the packages with all sports in there. Mm-hmm. I reckon what they'll do is how they have like now TV, right? <clears throat> I'm sure you can get like a sports package on now TV. Yes, you can. Oh, well, Boom. There you go. Yep. And then rather than paying for like terrestrial t- uh, channels and, not paying for terrestrial channels paying for um sky and satellite channels what they'll do is they'll just have people on now tv and when their matches on they can just go and watch it on like on their extra subscription that way mm. rather than having channel one two three four five i reckon they'll do that in about 10 years they'll, they'll benefit more they'll be able to see who watches what they watch and people can watch at any time they really want to they'll all want to watch live when it comes to a football match but i reckon they'll benefit more from those kind of packages and they'll mm-hmm. be cheaper as well how how much was Sky I'm up about seventy pounds a month, bro? I, I you don't know, watch all the
0: channels. Definitely don't watch all the channels. There you go. So, and then you got the Sky Q and stuff like that. So <clears throat> exa- steps exactly, exactly different levels. And and then when you want to have four K service, it's all different. But like for you, back back to yourself. So you yeah. think terrestrial TV is still there, but you're thinking online is where it's at. Hundred percent. So that as as a career progression, you think instead of it kind of being the usual sort of scenario where people want to be on tv you think online is where it's at sometimes yeah. even more so you're, you're saying now you're getting the same sort of as you get from film from television some uh, from on-demand tv now as well oh
1: bro my my netflix is plays in 4k mm. my my apple amazon prime stuff plays in 4k bro i'm absolutely fine with watching stuff on there it's, it's perfect so yeah and, I, and as well you get to control your content more so too look how many people have been famous because they've put their stuff online people um so these big massive networks that like bbc for example or channel four they seek out people that are already making their own following online and try to say what would you want to join us because mm. they want that following mm. bro online is 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 killing it right mm. now in terms of finding talent some i wouldn't say all the talent but finding people who've got clout and popularity putting them on the platform um find them to want to put them on a platform like channel four programs and whatsoever and then or itv or bbc and then they try to churn out online again it's really i mean rs when rs came out yes when rs came out he did his thing he got a massive follow for it was it channel four said we want that let's do that and then put you online again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: bro? it's it's online is definitely killing it more so than tv i think 20 years you'll see TV will die down big time.
0: Definitely, I mean, and, and as these contributors are aware of the kind of clout that they have, yeah, you're finding more and more people. <coughs> will sell. I think even Big he said in the interview, he did not want to do that TV show with Channel Four unless it was on his terms. And and, and he, it, yeah. Oh, he
1: he kept it on his terms, bro, <laughs> bro. He he, him and his management kept that show on his terms. He the you see the first episode, the yeah. First week he says is a hey, Channel Four. You fucked up. <laughs> that's the first thing he said that is the first thing he said and even though channel four may have let him say that as well or the production company may have let him say it as well that's what he wanted to say yeah and they went yes so he came with the idea i'm i'm saying this you gave a real g yeah uh, uh, his own show you you messed up (laughs) so
0: yeah all right well actually speaking of the bbc like you just did you recently made some content with them which is on demand uh you were a guest on the Unexpected Fluids podcast. <laughs> Let's just explain what the Unexpected Fluids <clears throat> podcast is about and how you fit it into that.
1: Okay. So it's about um, you know, religion and faith <laughs> and holiness.
0: <laughs> it's the faithful, the, the faithful male community.
1: Is yeah, what it's about? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then the real thing it's about is um it's basically a, a podcast about uh sexual experiences in the most explicit Way possible, people talking about different things of a sexual nature, and yeah, just no holds bar with that kind of topic.
0: Right? Yeah. So when you hopped onto the episode,
1: (laughs) (laughs) what was your experience Uh, like? For me, it was fine. I have no problem with talking about stuff. Mm. I thought in that, I think they thought that I might be like thrown back a little bit. I wasn't at all. I went on there. They they booked me to to do um one of the podcasts that they asked me to come down because the content was about stripping and i had hosted uh the chocolate city tour so they wanted my kind of take on on stripping and and from a perspective of a person who's been in that environment even though i wasn't i'm not i've never stripped it's been Yet. a bit a, I'm not gonna become a stripper, bro. Yet. it's not gonna happen. This is come on, man. Let's just it's not let's gonna leave. happen. I'll Don't, strip for my missus, but never that say is it.
0: Never say never. Well, there you go. I mean she might throw some twenties at yeah. you. Still? Brother, if she
1: throws twenties, it's coming out of my pocket anyway, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who are you talking? Who are you talking about, bro? Let me not say that. It's not my pocket, but it will be our pocket, but it will st- oh, oh, good save. It will be our pocket, but if it's in an, in one house, then you throw a 20 at me. I'm sure 10 pounder that's mine. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um yeah because I hadn't stripped, but I hosted this show, they kind of wanted my take on what it was like to be in that environment, and um we 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 what do you call it we chopped it up, we spoke, and it was um it was quite interesting I was more mm. so it was more so interesting to hear um the people that were hosting it was um it was it was interesting, let's just say that
0: did they have opinions on male strippers and experiences that they brought to the table? Or was it something that you found you were kind of, you had more knowledge of? Cause I, I feel like male stripping is something that we just don't hear a lot about. Like I, <laughs> I think I've met one male stripper in my life and I asked him what it was like he's like yeah it's cool and then changed the subject so oh that's wow, like, that's like about all, <laughs> like all I've heard about it like did you get to talk and chill with the strippers when you're working well, the show
1: yeah one of the things which is quite unfortunate for me is that uh, the budget they had for the tour and the shows uh, we all had to be in the same uh, green room that was one green room we had so when they're getting ready for what they're doing <laughs> Yeah, you get very you get very personal with some of these people, and and they're used to just being naked. Oh, uh, bro, time. Th- bro I, you have a conversation. One's got a dick pump on, and he's pumping himself up. And he say, "Yo, we say, cousin, yeah, man, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I saw you did that thing on How's it?" And he's pumping up his penis, bruv, to make it as big as he can for his performance. Another one tying himself up behind the balls to keep the blood in there, and asking you how your mum is, bruv. This is this is <laughs> this is so in your face, bruv. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you do. I, and one of them is a friend of mine from when we were kids. I've known him since he was about uh, 12, 11, 12 years old. So I've, it's not a thing where I, have to, I had to really get to know them there. Some of them, it's just like talking to, to regular guys. Some of them I knew from before. But it's just like talking to a regular man then. But the thing is, it, it's, they don't have a problem with what they're doing. It's us that see them as strippers. Mm. They just see them as they're going out there working literally hi- high-fiving each other after rubbing himself up. Bro, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. But for them, it's normal. It's like, whatever it's oil in it is, a bit of penis juice. Bro, don't bring that nowhere near me. <laughs> so is it like,
0: is male stripping, is it a career? Is this something that these guys are doing full-time? Full-time. You know, full-time. this is their job, yeah. they're making money off
1: this. So, uh, I don't know about here, because um, they don't really allow it here, but in America, you see how women will throw 20s and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the sh- at the tour that i was doing they the women weren't throwing money um at them for two reasons one we don't have uh one pound notes so when you're throwing a five pound at someone <laughs> yeah. when you're when you're throwing five pound notes at someone here you mean it innit? it yeah. you could have to if you throw five pounds at someone you'll be like that's the one i'm throwing mm. right whereas in america they can throw dollar Dollar, dollar, and it just looks pretty when that happens. Yeah. yeah? Whereas if being showered by pound coins, blood just this is dangerous. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I've got a concussion. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So that's one reason, and second reason, I just think the tour that I was on, they didn't really allow it anyway. They were, um, it was kind of they wanted people to feel like they didn't have to pay more to get the full experience. They paid the entrance, um, or pay for their ticket. You're gonna get a great shot. But in America, when they're throwing money like that and it hits the floor, try know that money is the strippers. So imagine I go out and I do 20 minutes of, um, of stripping or whatsoever. And I get my fee for being there for that night. Let's say I don't know what it is. I don't know the, the money. Let's say a performance fee of $150. right? Plus what people throw on the floor if I do a real good job is another $150. That's 300 for 20 minutes that's and i do that maybe four or five nights a week that's basically to be fair that's similar to any form of entertainment if i as a comedian that's not far off of what a working comedian who's working regularly gets do you see what i mean mm. if you if you can be on the stage five nights a week you can make a career out of it mm. easily if you're working regularly you're doing really really good jobs and, and shows and the strippers i feel like when they see that kind of money and that's just minimum some of them get private bookings. They're charging like all a grand to go to someone's, you know, like Hindus and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're charging all like a big grand to go and, and jump out a cake for for a thousand pound for maybe forty five minutes of dancing with ladies, and then they'll still throw money on them to say, yeah, take it off, take it off. So, yeah, they they, they make they do all right, they do okay.
0: As a male stripper, do they make more or less on average? than female strippers do you think I know obviously you. I, won't, I
1: don't know I don't know I assume I don't know I feel like maybe they make mm, I feel like they make they make less really because with a female stripper um, I feel like but what men will do is they'll want to flash the cash whereas women will be like you should want to take it off for of me, really? <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference.
0: <laughs> there's re- a difference. I respect that. Yeah, there's really. A, you should a, want
1: to take that off. That's yeah. that's that's what that's yeah. what, that's what, bro. At this show, bro, women ain't throwing as much money as men. Men know that when they're in a strip club, a woman's working, and there's also a big barrier. You can't touch them. You mm. don't touch a woman when she's. No, uh-uh. You what? You get kicked out of yep, the strip club. Yep, at least beaten up. Men's strip club though, bruv. Listen. Uh, th- I saw they would grab anything they could see, right? So one of them had his his piece all hanging out with a bandana wrapped around it. There's about four or five hands holding onto it. He couldn't move because if he moves too fast, he could end up rapturing himself. Couldn't move. And he was saying, Get off me. Can you get off me, please? And they're not listening. They're like, No, why? You should like this. Why you don't like this? What's wrong with you? Wow. Imagine if we said that. They ain't that all right then? So in that same environment, with with a, uh, a female stripper, she can come out and strip and then do pole dancing and lap dancing and so on, right? And make money. And they're security watching her so she could just make her money and also clean up, pick up the cash, bounce. I'm not saying that it's a it's an easier job for them. It's probably just as difficult as a male stripper. However, the setup is that they will make a lot more money because men are more inclined to throw more money at them to show that they got the cash. They The women are much more professional. I would say they're more professional. They're more prone to... To knowing this is about getting the money, let's go. And the men know this as well. Whereas when it's a man, a male stripper and the females in the crowd, the females aren't thinking you're a stripper. They're thinking, yeah, you must you must like this. Us women screaming at you, you should be excited about that. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm here to get paid. No, no, no. <laughs> you should like this. <laughs> There's a whole different dynamic. Have you not noticed as well? Male strippers. And remember I can't remember which comedian said this, right? And I, he did not lie when he said this a female stripper can come out in the clothes that she's about to she's going to be in for the whole night and maybe just pull you know a little bit off to show a little bit of skin the man has to come out looking like he just came from work so even in order to excite the woman he has to really look like he's got a job elsewhere before he can strip on the step. no I'll be real fireman doctor police officer they have to look like they have a career already before they can impress the woman if, if I came out in my tracksuit bottoms as a stripper bro just in my regular tracksuits they're gonna fit you. You're some road man. Yeah, you can't do nothing for me. Yeah, to, for the fantasy to work, he has to look like he's already got a job, and then have to work another job to make that money. <laughs> it's not easy for them from that angle. But I think the women definitely make more money because of that. Interesting.
0: Was there much insecurity in the male changing rooms when you're when you're? Out, or are these guys just consummate professionals?
1: Oh no, nah, the insecurity was on my side, bro. Really? Hundred percent. What for, but, was it? Had- just were these guys
0: ridiculously good looking?
1: it's not about the good looking bruv I'm sorry but the women are looking they looking at your face unless you're really ugly they weren't looking at your face they're like yeah you're cute but in their head they're like look at the size of that so I'm there going if that's what women are expecting I'm not chatting to nobody at the end of this (laughs) event (laughs) I know how they get ready they use pumps and they use pills to thin out their blood they use fluffers a fluffer is a person that comes to the back of them and yes bruv it gets raw remember one green room They use these kind of things to help them get themselves in the zone. Myself, all jokes aside, I I feel no way about them and me in terms of looking at them and my self-esteem feel away. Not in the least. These guys, this is what they do for a living. They wake up, they go gym, and then they they have to make their body look great. They have to go and pump themselves up every day. It's what they do. It's like me looking at a security guard saying, oh my God, why is he so hench and bigger than me? Mm. It's because it's part of his job. So I don't feel no way and they don't feel no way about each other either because they all know they all got different skill sets. Some of them are quite big and butch and they're very beasty and animalistic in terms of their performance. where others, they're more trim, cut, still quite muscular, but their performance is more acrobatic. And some of the women like that too. So it just depends on what their style is. There's no egos there really.
0: Doesn't using a dick pump all the time affect it, your penis? It
1: has to. There's got to be damage there, bro. There's got to be damage. I mean... It pulls the veins to the ah, yeah. oh, bruv. I don't know. It's got to be damaged
0: and thinning and thinning your blood. Like what? Why, help,
1: why do you to help the pump? To to thin your blood to help the flow get down there. It's okay. like 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 Viagra in it. So it's to help you get aroused. Viagra doesn't just um, I, I think it's it's Viagra has hormones in there to get you aroused, but it also helps thin your blood. So it's it keeps the blood flow. Down there consistent Unless you tie it up Which these guys do as well
0: So they can stay up for the ho- So for the whole time They're out there They're meant to be They're meant to have an erection Like a full on lob on They tie it up though
1: Sheesh. They tie it up Wow Yeah
0: It's crazy That can't be good I just think That can't be good For the blood vessels Tying them up every single day it, I mean it Get can't your be. money I mean and Are these guys Like how old are they stripping to are you, I mean these uh, guys. There,
1: there was there was some there That were like 19 There was one guy oh, He said 90 for a second No, like, no, no, fuck no, no, you, nah. that's, a,
0: that's a career Nah bruv
1: Nah Woo! Come out with a walking cane You, you know the wit- then he You realise Oh it's not the out. cane That ain't a cane mate <laughs> uh, Looking like Oh great Looking like the old monkey From Donkey Kong You know <laughs> <laughs> The grandpa Kong That's it Nah um, There was one night the One of them was 19 years old And he's like 6 foot 4 And Um he without me being without it sounding wrong coming from me he was the guy that he like the most blessed one right. on the tour he, like, he was the tripod bruv this guy when I tell you this guy because they would wear their pants and so on and tight pants and stuff and you'd see it coming poking through and so on and what they would do is they'd have it and they'd, they'd get the ladies to start fe- bro all the women afterwards would be like did you see how big that was and he's the 19 year old he had one guy I know who was doing it. He, just, he used to teach stripping to some of the guys that were there as well. Fifty years old, fifty two, I think now. Sorry, fifty one by now. Yeah, but yeah, I'm telling you, bro. The some of these guys they do this for life, life.
0: How interesting mm.
1: It's good to know That we've got options though yeah. Me and you You know what I mean yeah, bro well, we keep this
0: gym game up
1: Yeah you yeah, got options bro give us, I, give, give, give us a couple of those pumps A bit nah, of rope nah, 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 Tie nah, that nah, shit nah. off i got to do a job I know my mum's okay with Z.
0: <laughs> We I, could, we could do We could do The cheap chocolate city The Freddo City Freddo
1: City Freddo City Freddo City, Freddo city. Nah bro I, I, You can <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> Can, I'll support you from, from afar bro nah, I'll support you from afar You put up a little tweet Say I'm doing this I'll retweet it for you And that's the most you will get. I get a retweet I thought I was you just get... gonna get a like Nah nah yeah, nah, okay, nah, nah. Like's a bit suspicious <laughs> If I retweet It's to let people know What you're doing If I like it It means I'm endorsing it And say what well, I, I like you're a stripper bro nah, nah, We can't like that We retweet that But we don't like that one. Oh <laughs> man So Ryan Reynolds here From Mint Mobile
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, uh, Comedy-wise, what have you got coming out? What shows can we look forward to? Because you're a very busy
1: oh, guy. Very busy. Okay, so uh, in August, me and my team run a barbecue every year. It's called the Chill Barbecue. This one's Chill Barbecue 2018 on August the 19th. Uh, the food's gonna be great we've got games there's some comedians that'll be playing games with you as well we've got giant board games arcade games that'll be set up in there we have DJs playing music from 12 in the afternoon to 12 at night and barbecue food it's gonna be great vibes and it's indoor and outdoor because the weather right now even though it's been sunny 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 we've had a few spats of rain indoor and outdoor that is chill barbecue information that is chill barbecue sorry chillbbq.co.uk chillbbq.co.uk Then September to December is the Comedy Mania mega tour. It's the biggest tour I've ever put on. Me and 17 other comedians. There's 18 comedians, 18 cities around the UK, one massive tour, right? Biggest one me and my team have put on. You can check that out, at comedymania.co.uk. And we're doing it all around the UK. So wherever you are in the UK, if you are listening and you feel like there's a city near you that should do, that could have comedy in there, check it out. We'll probably go in there anyway.
0: 18 comedians
1: 18 comedians 18 cities around the UK I have to stress this though it's not 18 comedians doing every single show they're doing the tour so on any show there'll be a maximum of about six at any time however there's I mean there's one in Wolverhampton one in Birmingham they're only about half an hour apart two completely different lineups two different times of the year one's in september one's in november you could go to one then go to the other and it's two great comedy shows with a different lineup so that's how we've worked it good and then you've got um after that the big one for me is the comedy mania weekender i did that once a year we started this year and next year it's on march the 22nd to march the 24th at pontins in somerset we've taken over the park you come down, you play games, you, you party, you, you, there's food, there's drink, there's comedy shows, there's go-karting, there's, we, we even got a massive arcade room there. So if you like to game, that's all there as well. Um, and it's going to be great. We've got over 30 DJs and entertainers that will be up there, and comedians, obviously, that will be up there as well. And that is March the 22nd to the 24th, and the information for that is cmweekender.co.uk, or just Google Comedy Mania Weekender. Does that's what I got coming up?
0: Is there a lot of hooking up that goes on over these weekends?
1: I cannot say because what happens at Comedy Many Weekender stays at Comedy Many Weekender. I cannot confirm nor deny the question that you <laughs> asked me, nor can I give any information to even suggest that there may be any inkling as to what could or could not be happening there.
0: <laughs> well, you all know what that means. <laughs> you means, know, I never confirmed
1: means. if that was a yes or a no. I said I can never hear. I I, I hear. I like cannot deny or you know. Or yeah what you dream. just said yeah that again yeah I, all of that what I just said I can't I can't yeah
0: so how do you like to kill time when you're not literally making notes about this can be using my show when you're not on the road you know not confirming or denying hookups when you're not at chocolate city um, I've done that, that for a long
1: time i host that for a long time bro
0: how do you like to kill time bro
1: Um, I'm a workaholic so I, I tend up working a lot but when I do get a chance to um kill time uh gaming or movies those are two things video games or movies that's kind of my time killer when i when i got time to myself obviously if i'm out with a missus or if i'm out and about with friends that's killing time but mm-hmm. me time gaming
0: movies that's right. my big thing what can you recommend movie wise to our listener what, what could they cut that you've been watching
1: recently do, do you know what? let me add tv shows as well but mm-hmm. on demand one so mm-hmm. get movies and tv shows um movies that i could recommend um what month are we now we're end of july going into august yeah 2018 so um if you're gonna go all right so i got a World card i go there all the time now um i've had it all the time now i've had it for about two two and a half years um i just saw mission impossible the new one banging banging it has a different feel from all the rest of them but it's still banging and Henry Cavill's in there as well and I'm I'm quite a big fan of him. Right? Um he's British. He plays Superman in it. He? Mm-hmm. But he's British. I'm re- I'm re- there, you know? I I rate that either. I I think he's a sick act. Do you he's know what? Sick.
0: I I think yeah when a lot of people were saying Idris Elba should have been the next James Bond. Yeah. I was
1: like Cavill.
0: I was like Henry Cavill, Cavill. should be the next Bond. Now, That's what I'm saying. Apparently when they were doing the last drafts for Bond yeah. he was too young. And yeah, now is, they're yeah. saying he might be too old, but I'm saying he looks like a yeah. bond. He's do you know he, what I mean. He's he's not he's like what mid 30? Yeah, I think he could be a good yeah, he He'd could be get ten bond. years out of a bond. And yeah, I mean, let's let's get another hero that Idris can be. I think Idris doesn't have to be Bond. I think he yeah. can make his own super that's the only thing that I think we want I want from Idris. Because Luther's a superhero for me, but Bro, he's Luther's TV. A bad man. He's a superhero to bad me. Man. He's a superhero. Yeah. But I could do the Luther on the big screen. What about a Luther movie?
1: I don't know. If, I don't know if the movie would bang. It's no. kind of, do we need um, a
0: new a new character for him? I
1: feel like Luf, I feel like Idris could do with another character, but not a not a new not Spawn Tony reboot. Far. Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to him up like that. I want him to be a strong. I want him to stay himself, a strong yeah. British character. Like one of my favorite performances from Idris is when he played um, Mumbles in Rock and Roller. Yes, bro, he was him. You felt like he was your brethren. Do you see what I'm saying? When he played Mumbles, when you deep that, Mumbles. Mumbles one two and um, who did Tom Hardy play? Oh shit! Oh, what was his name again? Um, pretty. It was was like a pretty kind of gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous George. Was it gorgeous George? Was it? Oh, it's gonna kill me not knowing this. Ah, what was it? Mumbles one two and. Ah, uh, whatever it
0: was. I'll find it. Go on, give me 10 seconds. Okay, I'll, you'll find wh- it. While yeah. you
1: feel? I will find it for okay, you. Okay, so basically, when, he, when they were them three in there, I mean, if you deep it, Gerard Butler, Tom Hardy, and Idris, all three of them as bridges in the film, right? What was it? Gone. Handsome Bob. Handsome Bob. I knew it was pretty something. I went pretty, pretty, then I went gorgeous, handsome Bob. So Bob mumbles in one two. right? If we can get something where you get you get Idris playing a character that's like that, a really likable, um, but himself, like British.
0: Mm.
1: I'd love that because him playing an American character like Spawn, he does it great. But I'm like, yeah, I want to see him be him. The same way that sometimes when I see Henry Cavill, I like, I want him, see, I want to see him be British. Mm. He's done Superman so well. in Mission Impossible's got American accent again. I want to see him do British again. Like I want to mm. s- like what he did in um. No wait, he didn't even do it in that. He did um in um. Uh, man from uncle Man he from was uncle a, yes he man, oh, man. And he, i want to I hear british henry that's the
0: first time i saw him in a suit and i was like fuck me he's james bond but, thank you bad man in it bad yeah. man but I, do, I don't know why he's not you know when there's a big kerfuffle in the press about the next james bond i don't know yeah. why he never he didn't really seem to get that much like why, uh, why is know. that
1: i don't know to be fair if he got james bond and he got a, a role in mission impossible and he got super bad It's kind of like he's he's clock life, he's clock life. That's 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 all of it. That's that's there's not who else are you going to get bigger than those, really? What Mm. the new Darth Vader or something? I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So, movie wise,
1: uh, you got Mission Mission Impossible, Impossible.
0: yeah. Uh, shout out to my mate Joey Ansa who's in that film as well. Oh, to bring him down the show, yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's um, he's a a very talented guy. Um, so that's the movie side of things. Oh, yeah, of course, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, Yes, yes. Uh, TV side of things. What have you got streaming wise? I guess they say
1: this is a big rich town. Do do do. <laughs> do, do. I just come from the Paul west part. Do do. Bright light city lights. I gotta make it. This is where. Yeah. Well, we know. I want you right cool. now. Now I'm up. So for me, uh, I'm currently watching Power. Just finished season six of Oranges and New Black. And um, what else is there that I've been watching? Uh, I've started. I do this every year I don't know why Don't ask me why I rewatch. There's five series Of things that I, re- that I re-watch Or four rather I always rewatch watch um, Star Trek Next Generation Star Trek Deep Space Nine Star Trek Voyager And Frasier Bro Yeah
0: You know I'm a Star Trek I'm a Star Trek guy bro Swear down Do you know what I've done this year I've, not, I've not done what you've done I've, I've I've taken it a step further Go ahead just to pay homage to the whole franchise. Yeah. I've started watching the original se- seasons, which have just dropped on Netflix again. Yeah. I was sourcing them from suspect places in the past. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're on Netflix now. But they're now they're on Netflix. And and all right, I'll be honest. No, they're not as good when you look at the graphics Bro, and stuff. But just, just, just to go back and, and watch everything and kind of go through... The original series, yeah. there's a cartoon series yeah, the that came cool. Then uh, the next generation. I'm mm. kind of excited to just go through everything again. I See, think the next
1: generation was probably the best. My favorite, yeah. Uh, the middle three are my favorite. So people yeah. don't like DS9 as much as I do, but DS9, um, Voyager, and Next Generation. The middle three are the best mm. of all of them. Original series is the original series. It set pace, but they really up the levels with the middle three. Yeah, and they all in- and the middle three are interconnecting as well. So. Yeah. That's what's good about them, and I watch, I rewatch them every year. Yeah. Takes me about, I do when I'm it's like a what, lot I of what, content, it's a lot, I, yeah, bruv. But it's a, Do you know, what I feel though afterwards, um, I feel that, oh, all right. So I feel myself afterwards, be, like my vocabulary is increased, and for that period of time, and my understanding of being more logical of scenarios rather than emotional, and and being more accepting of of things that I'm not just because you watch something like that, it actually influences you to. Like if I was watching Power nonstop, like went through the whole of Power Bravo, I'd be what I'd be thinking about is sex, drugs, and punching up people that disrespect me. Mm. Right? Because it would influence you. Mm-hmm. Even your vernacular, I'd be gonna get the strap every minute or something, <laughs> yeah. I would be doing that. But when I watch Star Trek, I actually th- there is an enlightenment that, that happens whilst watching it that how can I put this? Um, okay, so like watching data, for example, on Next Generation allows you to be a little bit more um a little bit more question questioning of things from an angle that you may not have done before because he questions a lot of things as an android who's still learning about human interaction so you tend to disassociate yourself i'll have a conversation with one of my friends where he's getting emotional about something or vex or angry and i'll pull myself out and say but why did it anger you as opposed to if i was watching power from season 1 to 5 i'd be like Bro, I'm with you. I'm angry too. You strap. know what? Get the strap. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> it does influence you in little bits. Yeah, and, and, I, yeah. and I but I really thoroughly enjoy the storylines in all three of those. But that that's what I'm going with with um with T V programmes. For new ones, get see watch season six Oranges a New Black. Mm-hmm. It that that programme never ceases to surprise me. It is such a great show. Have you watched
0: it? I've I have not. I've got to be honest, I not, have not. None of them. None of it.
1: Bro, it is
0: should you I go back? Should I do it? Yeah, because because now that we've connected on the Star Trek thing, I feel like I can trust your your recommendation bro, that or, that
1: bit more. Orange is, is so deep. It's you know what it's about, right? Yeah, 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 bro. It's so deep, and you, some of the the shit that oh, women. Oh shit! Go sorry, not,
0: not shared it with with our listeners.
1: Women in jail, basically. Oh yeah, yes, 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 women yes, in jail. Yeah. So, um, but bro, when you break down and see their their the the personalities, it shows their backstories as well. And it allows you to really invest in these characters and their interactions with everyone else. And no season is the same. You'd expect that in one season, like in the beginning, it's very segregated in terms of the black girls are with the black girls, Hispanics with the Hispanic girls and the um, even the the racists are with the races. Then you get to the next season and everyone's mixed up? There'll be this black girl who's with two of the Hispanics and one of the racists and they're a new crew and they're friends. And you wouldn't have seen that in the first season, but you understand it because of just how jail works. It's like if you were to um, when you're at school in, and you've got your friends, but then after next next term, you realize a new person comes in or one person's fallen off and they've gone to another group and you create new friends. It's just like that. And it's so well put together and you really understand. I'm so sympathetic towards um, women in jail now. Because when you see what they have to go through, and this is, and it's based on the memoirs of um, Piper Kierman, who used to be in jail, because mm. she she came out, wrote the me- her memoirs, and they turned it to *Oranges is the New Black*. Bruv, it is deep, it is so deep, meaningful, and you you understand about jail life okay. so much more.
0: *Oranges is the New Black*. Watch it it's honestly. Right.
1: Just go through season one, and you will understand. And it's funny as well. It's hilarious. That's what you'll love. It is great. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
0: How about gaming wise then? Because oh, this is a difficult
1: <laughs> one. All right, so ah, uh, I've I've got I've got all three. I got the I got one X. I got PS4. I got Switch. Right now, my Switch is getting the most love. My Switch is getting the most love. It's bad that I say that, but it is. But it's I'm, not bad. It's not. But you're being honest. You're being honest. I'm, I'm th- on the road all the time, so that's why.
0: And when the console first came out, a lot of people said that this wasn't going to be anything <laughs> that made a big difference. What? because, you know. And as a man who, who, this is quite interesting, you've mentioned 4K quite a few times. You like yeah. high quality visuals. Yep. You do have to compromise on the Switch because you're not getting.
1: You're not getting 4K, but yeah. it doesn't matter, bruv. It is a buff console nonetheless. Bruv, I, I don't even play it when I dock it at home. I never play at home. I play it on the go all the time. Because I'm always touring. So for me, when I'm on the road, if I'm not driving, I'm in the car playing the Switch. If I'm driving, obviously I can't play it. I get to my hotel, do my gig, come back. I watch TV, play Switch for a few hours. I'll be at the barber shop waiting for a trim, playing the Switch. Bro, it's such a good console. And when you pull it out and people see it, and they're like, whoa, that sounds like chocolate city, is it? When you, <laughs> when you when you when do you pull out the switch to play it and some people go, Oh, is that the switch? And you go, Yeah, do you want to play? They're like, what? And you disconnect the controllers at the side. And bro, everyone's yeah. like, Yeah, this is sick. He put a yeah. Mario Kart Bro, except, even though it's not four K, seven twenty Mario Kart on a small screen like that, and you're playing with your friend, yo, it's right now, crash and I'm I'm just finishing Crash Bandicoot on there. Mm. So I have I never bought it on the PS4. Um, I wanted it when it came out on the Switch for portable uh, reasons, and I've just finished Crash One, Crash Two, and now Crash Three. I'm going through that one. Wow, yeah, bruv, and I'm I'm waiting for Smash Brothers to come out. Yes, big time. Waiting for Smash. I'm 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 currently doing God of War as well on my PS4, and my Xbox One. I'll be honest, and I, I got a One Xer. I there was a period of time where I wouldn't play my PS4, play my Xbox One, so I sold the PS4. Later on, when God of War came out, bought it again, mm. and now I've been playing PS4, but I haven't got anything on my on my One X to really tump that I need to. Not until um. Not until new Gears of War comes out, Gears of mm-hmm. War 5, or Crackdown 3.
0: Okay, you just wait till that new Spider-Man comes out and on Spider-Man, PS4. oh my god! Yeah, we did our hands up against You played it? Reg, reg, regular listeners
1: on Oh it. my we went, god. Went to
0: E3, we got our hands on myself. Um, Serious? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Midas, we got our hands on it. Uh, and, phenomenal, bro. Serious? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, I will say across across the board on all consoles, there's yeah. going to be some great games that come out. Over yeah. the Next twelve months, We've yeah, some yeah, great yeah. stuff coming for us. Uh, Smash Brothers as well is going to have every single character. Every single character. Yeah. So, that, so that's going to be very good. Okay. Cool. So that's how you like the game. Is there anything that you do outside of that, or is it just looking at the back of your eyelids? Because you
1: are a busy guy. Uh, I never have time to not do it to, to do anything else. Mm. So I wish I could say I did other things more so. Um, I d- I'm at the gym, uh, but that's but that, that for me is part of work. You yeah. get up, it's it's part of keeping yourself at a certain size mentality. It's it's work. Um, in fact, anything I do which is like that, I, I roller skate. So for me, that's fitness as well. Mm, mm. Um, <sighs> work game. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't. What else? I think I that's dude. enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought, that's enough. Everything okay. else is like mm. one-off stuff. so Yeah.
0: Can I be honest with you though? Okay, yeah, I had a um, I had a little couple of days last week where I really thought about just not going to the gym ever again, ever. I just thought that happens to me. Do you know? Yeah, I literally was just like, I know some really successful people that are just out of shape. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> what if I just work on just continuing my journey and don't worry about gym? But then I thought I read something from an author called Tim Ferriss who calls it eating healthy. He calls it like, what does he call it again? He calls it something like life insurance or something like that by eating healthy and and going to the gym and taking time, he goes, it, it prevents you. And this is, he obviously comes from an environment where you have to pay for your healthcare, but he goes, the amount of money and time that you save by just being healthier in your later years, you, you'll, you'll, you'll be very happy that you spend the extra time exercising right and eating right. It's like investing in a business. uh, Yes. Knowing that it
1: will, the, the, the equity that will come later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. 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 But, I'm like that sometimes as well, where I'm like, oh, God, bro, look look at me. I mean, I'm a comedian. It's funnier if I'm fat. Mm. That's what I feel sometimes. But then when I I notice when I don't go to the gym for a while, my body, I I stress. I'm like, oh, I'm vexed. I'm angry about stuff. I get frustrated. And just that, I don't know, it could be anything little. For example, I might do a gig, but they're not paying it. And they're not paying until the month later. And Mm. I like to be on the ball with my accounts, making sure that if things coming on a certain day, if like a month later it comes and they're saying, oh, another week, I'll get frustrated. Mm. Whereas I know if I just be patient and tell them, all right, you've got until that date, I'll be okay. If I don't go to gym, that frustration builds up more like, oh, I'm stressed out. Come on, man, hurry up. I could, I, when I'm at the gym, I de-stress a lot more and that keeps me level. So from a health benefit, not just physically, but mentally, it's necessary. Plus, um, if you see my, my gym partner, um, my missus you understand why it's necessary <laughs> for me to be at the gym did you meet at the gym no 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 we've known each other for a couple of okay. years now but um it's only so we've only recently got to well i say recently it's a few a, a good few months now but um we've known each other for about three four years yeah but you y- you have to understand uh it's no good you being it's no good you being chubby and chunky and not healthy, and then you have to then i'll show you. Jesus. Christ. Okay, so she's a
0: Superwoman then. basically. Yeah. She's, do, you, she's, do you see what I'm saying? She's, she's part of Wonder Woman's crew then. Basically. Yeah. She ain't. Okay, she ain't sure. hench
1: people. She ain't no muscle. No no no, no, no. 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 Do you see what I'm saying? But you, so,
0: yeah. She's in. She's in shape. Yeah. So for me, I. I uh, that, yeah. So he always uh, show me various weights getting thrown around and. <laughs> <laughs> bicycles it's a cyclone. spin class bro.
1: <laughs> but wait she's bench pressing the bike
0: she's bench, yeah <laughs> she's bench pressing the gym with everyone inside it, it. No, but, but she looks after herself and do you know what? i think that's a very positive relationship it, it, to it, being to be around somebody who, who's eating healthily and gymming as well i think it's and
1: even it's and bro i'll be honest with you even if um there are times where i look at myself like oh my god Ori, you're fat bro and that's natural for for anyone who wants to change their shape to look at themselves and go, what could I work on? Mm. But then when you know that you've got someone who's around you or people that are around you and they're keeping themselves healthy, eating right, it forces you to have to make that decision to do yeah. so as well.
0: Rubs off on you in the right yeah, way.
1: Big t- yeah, big time. Exactly, definitely. big time.
0: Right, one more thing before you get out of here. Yeah. We, um, we've asked a lot of people to come on the show this question. It's a, It's an ongoing thing. Okay. Uh, it's a, It's a, We've put it out to the people a few times yeah. uh, and we've... It's, it's getting close to 50-50 and it's staying that way and there's two types of people in this world Okay, and one doesn't know the other exists until we have this conversation. Okay. When you go for a shit, yeah, yeah you've had a shit, let's call it a good shit, a good shit. Uh, is it going to be the... It's, it's the stand up or sit down question.
1: Okay. When it comes to wiping your backside. Stand up. Stand up. Why? Stand up. Hold on, but... Stand. I don't. Well, put my hand in the bowl and wipe. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, so, so,
0: so, 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 <laughs> 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 put my hand. You see the size of my hands.
1: Put my hand and reach underneath, so, and pass the ball, and then now nah, wipe. So oh, you like that? Oh, kind of and wipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, So there's two nah, types nah, 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 of people. Nah. There's
0: a, there's a standing community and there's a and there's a
1: sitting community. Okay, so I'm kind of there's a bit of both in this one. What you're gonna? Okay, this is where I'm gonna stand. I'm so wrong. I stand up, wipe, then I I crouch. And wipe again so I can reach in a bit more to <laughs> if I need to, to wipe any further. <laughs> you ain't heard that before, have you? So you can reach in. Reach in, in a bit more to wipe further. More. Well bruv, I'll be honest, I'm quite wide, isn't it? I'm quite quite muscular. <laughs> so for me, it's it's about being able to to make sure I'm not just wiping like layer one of the cheek. I need to get right in and wipe properly and dash away the tissue. So sometimes I need to crouch down um in a in a slight squatting position and then reach up and wipe. So if you had I'm to, not pick, ashamed. If you had to pick one crew to stand with, what crew would you stand with? I'd be standing with the standard. Standing who's with the sitting standards? on the bowl and trying to and give myself a dead hand or something, nah, bro. So what do you think about sitters like me? I'm a sitter. How do you, you about- how? how do you do, how do you sit down and? Nah, bruv. Because you have to find a way. In that position, you can't spread the cheek to reach in proper. You got an itchy bum, bruv. When you're walking in Westfield, yeah, doing your shopping, you got an itchy arse. I know that. No, I'm fine. Don't shake my hand, bruv. I you're lean disgusting. over. I lean right over. Yeah, I get well, right in there. That's you, bruv. I got big legs. I need to stand up because if I accidentally lean back on to unbreak my hand. Nah, bruv. You, you're you dirty, man. You got itchy bum. So when you stand when up, up is, I pin- it, is there not like a, does the poop, if there's a little bit of poopy, in the wrong place is there not like a, a smearage a squissage from the stuff that you want to clean up I squat down afterwards to make sure that doesn't that's not there <laughs> this is what this is what the second bit <laughs> is for but I don't just pe- wipe once and dash away bruv the way that I shit I need to wipe thoroughly I go through toilet roll it takes maybe what two and a half half doo-doos for a whole toilet roll to go for me I'm thorough that's so a yeah. lot of toilet paper bruv I can afford it as long as my arse ain't itchy you that's were living, how I feel you're living it. that life of luxury oh no no it's, it's you know them one them one ply you know? <laughs> The one, <laughs> the one ply sheets that you have to fold over. This ain't no. This ain't no Those series This ain't no No no. Series, no, 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 no was it Dulux or, No uh, Dulux yeah, uh, <laughs> Andrex <that's it. laughs> I went Durex in my head I went no that's wrong It's something X I went Dulux This ain't no Andrex bruv Maybe there are people Out there wiping their ass With Durex But that's a whole Different kind of show I can't wait till you get Someone to interview someone And what do you do You ask them what they do And they, they, and they stay They stand up They put one foot on the wall And they reach in between I can't wait till you get Someone that says that Whoever that is I shake his hand because <laughs> after after you wash, his, I shake after his you hand. wash it, I show you wash Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, that that is dedication. When you sit there, and go okay, they reach between. <laughs> that's dedication, bro. Trust me.
0: Right before we get out of here, though, please yeah. can you share with our audience how they can find you online? <clears throat> all of your great content.
1: What you want to do is you want to go to if you want to go to my website. It's Ori. A-U-R-I-E, Styler, S-T-Y-L-A, .co.uk. All my show dates and tour dates and stuff will be on there as well. But for my social media it's at Aurie Styler, A-U-R-I-E, S-T-Y-L-A. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all the same, at Auri Styler. That's how you can find me. Thank you very much for coming on the show, brother. Thank appreciate you. appreciate you being here, man. Thank you, brother
0: don't forget you can check out hour.com for more episodes of this podcast you can find articles about the stuff we talk about including the shows that Ori's got coming up yep um, and uh, maybe more information about his very special stand squat technique <laughs> when he goes to the bathroom that's how uh, a video kill- tutorial yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> step one uh, yeah that's all at I've got, uh, can uh, I yeah, got. can I do this for you right? yeah, you, can, you can sample this if you want right? this is just for you especially <clears throat> HowToKillAnHour.com We are definitely going to use that in the (laughs) future. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to How To Kill An Hour. There you go. Thank you.
0: I like that. We're going to use that in the next episode. Uh, Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. Safe.
1: Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues